I like to go into a hunt a couple days early to experience the culture. I want the journey. I want the experience. I want to connect with the people. So to me, it's, it's the, you're right. The animal is a third on the list. I want that experience. And that's, that's what I love about the 29 is I've met some incredible people. I've, I've become really good friends with them. I've met natives. We still talk. Um, and that's to me, the most fulfilling uh, part of the 29 is where you get to go, who you get to meet and the experiences that you get to share with them. Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Action! Go. <laughs> Sorry, Shay. We, it's we a little we distracting a at times. So I have to <laughs> improvise. It's a little distracting at times because Bleep wants me to do an intro and then we get this to the prelude of the intro. Yeah. Uh, it's always something or close it and then have some Western um, lonesome dove crap. On yeah, it. generally I edit out all this stuff, but this time just for you guys' sake, I'm leaving it in. Oh, you do usually <laughs> edit it out. See, that tells you how much I listen to this afterwards. Well, welcome no, to no. this week's episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones outdoor thank you for joining us today and welcome to the bone cave and happy birthday brian bleep that out happy birthday bleep that out. Oh, come on oh, shut up you guys you. all right so anyway hey sh- today we have a beautiful wonderful guest his name's shay mcgowan and uh he's an argali club member a loyal client a long uh time uh, friend of brad's i think they went to grade school together and learned how to be dentists at the same time as our oh no it's not grade school that's uh that's advanced college, way higher Ele- level. Elementary stuff. school. Elementary school. Yes, yes. That <laughs> so, taught me well. So today we do. We have Brad Dana here, Bleeps here, and we have a guest and the wonderful and great Shay McGowan. How are you, Shay? Good. How are you? We're really well. Um, and it is Thanks my birthday. So uh, Happy birthday. Thank you. 40, 44. <laughs> I, I was going to guess 43, <laughs> that's but 44, a, that's pretty What's good. the maximum number of Pinocchios they give out? <laughs> well, it's usually five. And I don't know. Well, it's a six Pinocchio. I don't know. We should ask Susie. Uh, no, I am 54 years old and uh, today, and uh, it's. Uh, I don't feel any different than I did yesterday. Well, you don't look a day over. Anyway, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm still meaner than you. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it's quite all right if you want to keep this up so today we're going to talk about the super slam and slam it no this is good yeah. I'm, I'm just going to digress for two seconds and um and shay's well into it and so for all you listeners we really hoped i'm ex, i've been more excited about this podcast than i have any for a long time you know that brad it's been like holy smokes this is gonna be amazing and um because i have lots of questions for you like like i won't even start but like a few maybe i will like what day did you wake up and go i'm gonna go get all 29 and then which one's your favorite hunt and then which one was your toughest hunt so far and which one's the one you're most looking forward to and which one do you admire for your trophies the most anyway we got a lot of stuff to talk about what do you think brad yeah for sure uh, when did you start thinking about doing a north american 
North American 29, the Super Slam? Um, I would say that I started talking or thinking about it when um, I read uh, um, Chuck Adams' book on the Super Slam. Well, then you'd have to do it with a bow and with finger tabs and right, no right, releases. Right, so right. you're not a real. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not a real. I'm a pope and gunner. So I'm <laughs> a pope and gunner. I'm, 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 I'm oh. a gun on the bow. But no, after I read that um, and I started, I went on four elk hunts where I didn't ever, I didn't see an elk. And and I was at the point where I, I thought, okay there's got to be something different. And so I booked my first adventure hunt, which was a barren ground, central barren ground caribou, um, courageous lake north of Yellowknife. Oh and yeah. Beaver in there and, and had a, and, and just had an awesome hunt. Um, and from there, that hunt kind, that was the hunt that spurned my idea of the North American 29. Well, it's funny because that, is no longer they don't even have tags for that anymore i don't think right exactly that's a, so that's a closed down right unit before. yes that's i was in there right deal. before that what year done were deal. you there oh my goodness um i want to say 2005 2004 so it's funny because I went to Shefferville with Club Chambeau in 2003 maybe Okay. 2004, and that's what really ignited all this because I'd been out west of Colorado as a young buck with a bow, and yep. I had seen um, – I had called in 10 times more hunters than I had elk, which means um, <laughs> all hunters. <laughs> and yep. um, and I had been on three trips, and I would saw one bull and three cows, and, and uh, that was it. Yep. So yep. – and then I, I booked a caribou hunt. That's awesome. So that's that's, that's kind of cool. That's, that's my story. That is my story. Well, it's funny um, because I, you used to be able to do that hunt. That hunt used to you could do two caribou and it's forty two hundred bucks. Oh, well, mine was semi guided right. for twenty eight hundred. I could have never afforded forty two hundred. Well, that hunt that he went on that started his quest. You, it, it was did. a two caribou. So deal. mine was two for twenty eight two for twenty eight hundred semi guided. They had a, they had a camp guide and that was it. And they dropped you off on a lake in little green huts. Yeah, you had a this, so you had a guide. I had a, I had an incredible outfitter. Um, had a great camp. Uh, shot two caribou. It was uh, awesome. Um, just an incredible time. And that's that's when I realized, okay, this is what it's all about. <laughs> and so then that's when I got behind it and and started dreaming. I just started. I remember flying in on that beaver, just looking, you know, at the at the, you know, above, you know, in the tundra and the lakes. And I'm just like, my <laughs> eyes were open. This was an adventure hunt. And I'm like. And that was in it. 2004, you think? Yes. So yeah. you were you were yeah. an avid hunter when we first met. And you hunted waterfowl <laughs> and upland game. Because yes. You, I, I think you went with Scott and I on your first ever big game hunt, didn't you? Yes, yes. You shot your I did. First, we we were with you when you shot your first deer in '93. Exactly. Holy cow! Yeah. Was so that? I apologize oh, enough. That lit. That lit. Yeah, I'm surprised JC let you even talk to me or Scott. <laughs> then. 
So, yes, yeah, so Brad and I and Scott went to dental school together, and I, my dad was a hardcore, hardcore waterfowl hunter who would never miss a day of the season. So that's all I knew, and up and I shot pheasants. Get to dental school, and, and I meet Scott and Brad, and they're talking about big game and bows and this, and so they, they took me to Kearney, to the Cabela's. I don't know if you remember this, Brad, but we went to the bargain cave, and I think you were shooting a Martin Lynx. <laughs> Martin uh, Lynx Magnum yes. way back then. Yep. Yes. And so we went back in the bargain cave and, and they're like, and, and we found a Martin Lynx and Brad said, this is the bow you need to shoot. And I'm like, perfect. So Brad and Scott are the ones that taught me to big game hunt. That's um, interesting. Well, it's funny because in Lincoln, there was Lincoln archery and, and yes, young. So young bucks with bows. We always refer to that. Well, you can buy a bow. And you can get it all set up, and you buy a dozen arrows, and you can shoot a million shots with those bullets. You just grab yep. them, pull them out of the target, and they get to reuse them, right? So we yep. were broke. We, I mean, that was back when we were selling plasma and doing Harris Lab <laughs> studies for, you know, to, to so you could take your what would become your wife out on a date. You were actually married, though. Yes, I was. Um, and so was Scott when, when we were in dental school. But Susie Scott and I were married, dating. too. Yeah, so we were cleaning a deer on his kitchen table when Shelly came home and set your dad mug on the kitchen table and kind of wiped the little, little deer blood off. Oh, because she was pregnant. Yeah, she came home. So she announced it that way. Yeah, she came home. Oh, and of Palmer. Course, of course, there's me and Scott, and we're <laughs> we're uh, butchering a deer on the kitchen table, and she comes in. I'm sure she was super enthusiastic that I was there to share the moment with She set the mug down, and he was like, oh. So anyway, you know that might have been her timing might have been off on that, huh, huh Scott? So Scott's going to listen. To this. Scott's going to listen to this and laugh. So I have to correct myself. I went in 1993, not 2003, and that's probably why it was 2,800 bucks. Oh yeah, I went in 1993, and I had the exact same feeling when we flew out in the Otter, and I'd never done anything like that. I had the exact same. I was flying out, going, "Holy smokes, um, right. this is this is big. This is crazy." Um, what a world we live in. So you got bit, and then what was your second one after the caribou? So after the after my caribou, um, I booked a um, Alaskan Yukon moose hunt, mm. and I went the very next year. I'm like, I got to do this again, and so then I that's when I booked that hunt and um, went up there and um, another great hunt. Oh my gosh, just just wonderful um, horseback hunt. That was my first horseback hunt. Um, and I listened to your podcast the other day about horses. I'm, I'm not a big fan of horses, but they're useful when you need them. And, but we had great horses and, um, I shot a moose. Um, it was honestly the first legal bull we saw. It was 66 and four eighths inches, super wide old bull. Um, and killed him on the second to last day of the hunt. Wow. And yeah. And off you went. And yeah. off I went. And from there, you know, once you've been on one adventure hunt, you know, with the planes and everything, then right. you're just like, you're it, hooked. So I've never done, like, drugs. Alcohol and women are my only uh, addictive <laughs> things that I've ever been involved in. And uh, so, but maybe this adventure hunting is another one. 
Um, because you're right. It is like it gets it, it is worse than anything ever, isn't it? It, it really is. It's just, you just, when you're flying out, you're thinking of your next adventure. Okay. Well, where, what am I going to do next? Th- there's a, there's a call that that remoteness of that float plane, you can't, yeah. you can't simulate it any other. I mean, it's just, it's you so, you should unique. write that down. Cause that would be good in an article that you never write. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. with, am I right? I mean, yeah. just bleep every the, week, every yeah. month. Can you write something, Brad? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll get on that. And then we call Shay. Shay, will you write an article for us? Sure. And then Brad still hasn't written an article. And then he tells me, what it, I'm not really good at writing like that. That was like really good soundbite that would be good on, on paper. I'm just this saying. Is, this has been like a gang up on Brad night. No, and I, and I, not. I just got out of here. It was a compliment. <laughs> how, how do you t- guy. Yeah, how do you take that? I just complimented him on a I great – like, okay, whatever. I don't get it. No, but that that there is something that you can't replicate with coming into that where you know you're not going to see anybody else, and you are because in the Black Hills here, I, I always think we have the the Thone Stone was right off the interstate, so the Thone Stone's a big white cross. It's right off the interstate. That was what Ezra Kind was his name. He was allegedly uh, him and his some buddies from back east came out and they found gold in the Black Hills before Custer, right? Yep. And you, you, I always think back there, and I remember climbing that mountain right above that when I was a kid, you know, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm like in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> right? Well, I was a mile from town. <laughs> Not how do you, so much. <laughs> how, how can you get – I mean, that is as close to going back 200 years or 300 years as is possible, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, and my thought is, okay, when, when you see that plane leave – there is there everything is wiped clean the slate's clean so you're either gonna make it (laughs) or you're not and i and i love that you know and i to be honest i was scared to death too you know watching that plane leave is but i knew i had to do it for myself to be able to prove to myself that i could be out there and do it there's a romantic feeling to it i don't i mean it's it's amazing it's a romantic, it's an intimate, um, it's a soul-searching, and, and I love it. And there's a element, I always call it claustrophobia, because there's this element like the world just closed in on you. It's like you it, it just fell down and you have nothing but right what's – I mean, you're, it, it's not like I get to run down to Starbucks and if Starbucks is busy, I'll go to the Starbucks at Target and if Target's busy, I have no car to run to. You know what I'm saying? It's like you, your legs, the horse, if that's what you're on, and uh, good luck. So do you still get that feeling now, 20 years later? Because you're, tw- you're 21 years out of that. Every single time. I still get goosebumps. <laughs> I still cool. get it. I just – it just – in fact, I always, um, I was in Newfoundland, um, last year, last fall. And, and I, I always video the, I try to video the plane coming in. It was a, it was a beaver coming in or an otter landing. And I always get it taken away because I, I want to treasure that moment. Um, it just makes me come alive when I see that. Right. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So we should go over. Um, we should go over what the super slam can, is. Maybe can I have a, I have a question? Yes. Did you do you have to register before you start, or can you no. register after you've already started? Yeah. Or you, do you even register that you're going to do that? You have to you have to register them if you want this to be an official 
North American slam. Oh, okay. But you can do it at any time. So even after you started your first couple of species, like, you know, Shay, you were talking about your caribou, uh, then you went for your moose, then you can start registering yep. after that. Well, or people who shoot their, their finaz, their uh, grand slam, their sheep slam, I, don't, I think a lot of them would do it when they're done. Okay. They don't register anything. Shay, Shay, how do you go about registering yours? Um, and then what all information do you need when you register? What are they asking for? Okay, so um, they, they, you have to have a kill photo. Um, so obviously in the field. Um, date, who you hunted with. Outfitter. Where, outfitter. Um, because um, they don't, if, if, there, if there's an outfitter that they don't like, they will not mention that in the publication. Really? So if it's not a yes. sanctioned outfitter, they're just going to be absent of that person's mention. Yes. Yep. So they it might just say they have said attitude. Oh boy, don't they? <laughs> they have said attitude. They have said attitude. Um, yeah, it's a monopoly, <laughs> brother. It is pretty easy to register them. Um, okay. Do you just go online? Yeah. Just go online. Yep, and upload the photos and um, fill out the form. And you can write you can write two pages if you want, or you can just write a little paragraph. So some guys write a page, and some you know just do a paragraph. So when you hit your super ten, which is ten of the twenty nine, <laughs> did they send you a certificate? So actually, I went out to that was in uh, Vegas, and so. They have a ceremony for Super 10, Super 25, and Super Slam. And so for the Super 10, um, we all went up on stage and um, got our pictures taken, got the award. So I got the, I got a pl- really neat plaque that says Super, Super 10. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty cool deal. Wow. So um, do you remember what your Super 10, what you had? You had elk, white... What what all did you have for your first your super ten, which is the first designation on your way? Did you have a bear? Yeah, so you have to have like one. You bear. have to have one bear. You have to either have a moose or, a, or you yeah. have to have one of the moose. You have to or, have a, either one, beach. one yeah. bear, one elk, one caribou. Right. Uh, Pronghorn. Did you have a buffalo? So I I did shoot a buffalo. Mm-hmm. Because you don't have your muskox yet. Not yet. But you're I have you're it. on your way. But you will you 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 shoot that this fall, right? Yes. Yeah. In August. Good for you. Um. Yeah. So, uh, coolest remote town you've ever been to with all this? Are we online? Are we go? Yeah. This is live. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're live. We've been live, brother. That's what I thought. Okay. So <laughs> th- this is a this is a cool story. Is this um, the PG version? It, it I have made a me grow up a lot. <laughs> so it was Anatubic Pass. Okay, um, so I'm going, I'm flying into the Brooks Range. My first, my first sheep hunt. Um, so I fly into Anatubic Pass and land, and it's, it's a it's a it's a dry village. That was my first time understanding what a dry village is and a wet village is, and and so got off the airplane and there's this little. 20 by 20 shack that's the air that is the uh airport terminal and so the sheriff every time the plane lands the sheriff comes out and he checks everybody because he can't bring alcohol in and so he checked me and i talked to him and he said hey uh your outfitter's gonna come in and get you right and i said yep 
And he goes, okay, just hang out here. And so I hang out, I'm hanging out there. And pretty soon a couple hours go by, sun's starting to set. <laughs> and he comes out and he goes, uh, hey, Shay, he goes, uh, Alfred's not going to make it in tonight. And I'm like, okay. I said, so uh, what, where do I sleep? And he goes, well, he goes, I would put he goes, I would put you in one of the jail cells, but they're all full. He goes, let me call a buddy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so he called up his buddy, and I went and stayed at his buddy's, and I slept in the hallway in my sleeping bag. <laughs> and so Anatomic Pass will forever be one of my favorite remote towns because it was so bizarre. Um, so far up there, so out of my element, but it made me um, appreciate things and really grow up. So we did a, we did a hunt, Shay. Yeah. yeah. We can't mention location. We can't mention place because there's so many people right. listen to this. Right. We have a very well, similar situation that we would like to share with you, but I'm going to help my friend Brad keep his well, uh, number 10 size well, shoe out of his mouth right now. We, and because he, he could, he could contribute to your, your, your set experience well, in, in a magnificent way. We ended up in a similar place, right? <laughs> And we, we landed, we didn't have a 20 by 20 shack at the airport, air quotes, airport quote, the gravel bar. And uh, we landed and uh, we're ripping coats out because it's getting cold, right? And the pilot looks at us and he goes, do you know anybody who lives here? And we go, no, that's nope. not true. You said, have you ever no, been to this town? I, I, th I thought I said that afterwards. Oh. I, he goes, do you guys know anybody here? And we go, No. And he keeps throwing stuff because because every plane comes in with a load of you know sure. food and stuff, right? right? Provisions, I, I provisions, go, provisions. I go, have you ever been into this village? And he goes, F no, I've seen it from the air. <laughs> That's close enough. <laughs> and uh, and then he flew off, and he and his his takeoff was more abrupt than his landing, right? And we were standing there, and we had no idea who was picking us up where. And when you talk about so. I've been into some pretty remote, crazy places and uh, had some rough landings in that you prayed to God for getting you there in one piece. And, yep. and, but I'd never been so lonely with two of my buddies because I'd organized all this. And when that plane yep. flew off and nobody was around and we were standing there and nobody had picked us up, I was like, what the is well, we going on here. And we did have a guy that we met in Alaska, because this was a do-it-yourself hunt, and he was going to meet us there. Well, he bailed out. And he bailed out the day wh before. While we He'd were been there, yeah. and he's like, there's a lot of moose. We're going to go set this up. So he helped me set it up, and I talked two of my best buddies, Russell and Brad, into this show that I'm on. So my brain was in a different space going, I'm going to kill my buddy back right. in the Anchorage, and then I might kill Brad and uh, Russell if they don't – and you know and so yeah it was uh it was <laughs> but fortunately we had an uh epic four epic. and a half season tent epic, to, to to weather the storm and the storm we got for the love of jesus it was actually so, it wasn't anyway, a four and a half season tent. it I was need, a point five season no tent. but but enough about that so so you had to sleep in the hallway um and uh, you don't have any bladder issues do you were you able to hold it all night no i i had to get up and go pee <laughs> God, oh man! It, it worked uh, out. You know, you don't, you don't even know who you're, who it is. It's just <laughs> at that point, you're just like, there's no pride. 
I'm just whatever. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, love it. That, that's an incredible story. So here's uh, here's the next question. Um, what was the uh, the one that made you go wow the most? That was like holy shit. That was the most epic adventure ever, and it still rings in your your brain. That same hunt. So that was my wow. that was my first sheep hunt. That was my doll sheep hunt. Mm. I was I was age forty. I'm fifty five now, and I booked that hunt. Um, didn't know anything really about sheep hunting, but I knew I wanted. I went to the sheep show, and I knew that I wanted to, to go sheep hunt. And so I booked that hunt and got in, flew into the the northernmost Brooks Range. I mean, we were on the right last slope and that was uh i ended up shooting my sheep on the last day um absolutely gorgeous um we uh we hiked 82 miles i lost 18 pounds and like i said i shot my sheep on the last day in a blizzard and wow. that is, you got that the is, full monty you got the, the full, full monty the first day was 80 degrees and the last day was a blizzard. So the whole darn thing. 80 to eight. <laughs> yeah, no skin left on my feet, you know, but it, oh my gosh, I was on top of the world. It was, it was just, uh, that hunt that, that really said, wow. What was the hunt that, um, that you were most like, oh, this is not, ex you were not disappointed necessarily, but like, oh, wow. It wasn't what I was expecting. Okay, so that that's pretty clear to me because it was uh, a year ago this fall in in uh, Newfoundland, and and I say Newfoundland because I said Newfoundland, and I about got my my head ate off. Oh, I that thought was, that's what they called it was Newfoundland. No, that that's how the they call it. The upstaters say it. So I I got a very good harsh education on how to say it properly. Um, so I was in Newfoundland and um, went out the first morning. Um, you know, the, uh, the the Newfies are a different lot. Um, love them, but uh, they love to party. The Goofy um, Newfies. That's what the they called them. That, that's, the Goofy, and that's exactly <laughs> what they were. And first morning we go out, and, and I have a I have a moose tag and a caribou tag, and I really wanted to shoot the caribou, but. I had my moose tag too, and and first morning we get in we get in on a moose and he's coming, and I told Brad this story and you know I'm he's at 200 yards broadside and I'm like Ricky Ricky was my guide, classic Ricky and I said Ricky I said that's perfect he goes no 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 Shay too too far too far too far and I'm like no he's 200 yards yeah said, no, no let's no, no, no. let's get this party over. Let's get this done. And yeah. so he wouldn't let me. He wouldn't let me shoot. And so the bull comes in, and not, and um, as far as the not not huge moose, but there were bigger ones. But those guys just wanted to kill a moose because that's what they do in Newfoundland. Right, hundred thousand moose on the rock, and they want to kill a moose right. when it comes in. They want to just kill a moose and be done. They don't care if it's uh -huh. a slabber or not. Right. So anyway, this bull's coming. And he's in our laps at, at 60 yards. And I'm like, Ricky. And he's like, okay. He goes, shoot him in the neck. <laughs> and we'll come to find out they all use 30 30s up there and they shoot him right in the neck. 
Um, so they like them close. And, and I didn't know that. Um, shot the moose. Um, another hunter shot a moose that day at 12 yards um, with his rifle. And then shot my caribou at 40 yards. And he, he was, again, he, there was a bullet uh, at 200 yards. And I said, oh, that's perfect. He goes, no, 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 that's too far, too far. So it was just a different difference in, well, okay, so I get off the plane there. And I have my 6.5 PRC that Rolling Bones built for me that I think was built for Brian, but I ended up leaving <laughs> yeah, with it. You, 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 yes, you, you, you have my rifle. Yes, you do. Yes. You always so want to get Brian's rifle just so you know, because he cherry yeah. picks the best shooting rifle out of the batch. So good for Perfect. you, Shay. I love that rifle. Thanks, Brad. And uh, so, so Craig Stevens has this exact same <laughs> rifle he has because then another unbelievable one came in, and I said, that's going to be my rifle. And then Craig Stevens got that one. So uh, Shay McGowan, Craig Stevens, you guys both are a little bit of assholes to me, just so you know. So anyway, but go, go ahead. Yeah, Thank appreciate you. you. Well, I get on, <laughs> I you get don't ever want one of mine rain. because I always end up with the worst batch. Yeah, that's not true. He's just – anyway. So, we okay. Have to say, we have to – we have to shoot in our, we have to sight in our rifles or shoot them. And I pulled mine out of the case and they're like, Oh my gosh, what kind of effing cannon is that? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? What? Well, never seen that kind of cannon. I said, it's a 6.5 PRC. Well, none of them had ever heard of it. So <laughs> again, it was, it was, it was that hunt that was like, okay, you really can't talk hunting, modern hunting with them. Because they're goofy noofies. And so it, it was still, it was a fun hunt. It was beautiful. Noofy but, bacon uh, and eggs, eh? That's the worst. So, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to, okay. So when we call, when my, when my guide, when my guide, Ricky, called who, who Brad, who didn't have any teeth. Um, but anyway. <laughs> the uh, they're overrated. Of course, the dentist, the dentist. Always optional. Yeah. It's so it's always fun. optional. It's always optional. Uh, I or just, did he have a driver's license? I duct tape. You know, it definitely cuts down on the weight of the bat pat backpack because you don't have to bring toothpaste <laughs> oh or a toothbrush. God. Oh my God, these two kill yes. me. So I yeah, never even yeah, looked at teeth like I look at them now uh, after working with these dentists forever. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So we call it. So Ricky's calling in this bowl, and I look over at him. He's drinking a bush light and smoking a cigarette. <laughs> 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 I'm like. Holy crap, what is wrong with this? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so for everybody. Same thing when I shot my caribou, he was smoking a cigarette and drinking a bush light. So that was the hunt. That this is not like, an RBO approved outfitter, by the way. No, no, no. This was a, this was a Google. It doesn't. <laughs> None of that matters. That doesn't matter. What matters is that because, honestly, outfitters have the four things that are tough for anybody that books. If you book through us or not, it's one of the things we were just talking about in one of our meetings is you have animal movement, you have and density and all that stuff that's fluid and can change. You have weather that you can't control. Okay. Yep. And then you have outfitters that particularly aren't always the greatest at following through with details. They just want to take you to kill shit. And then they, and then they have guides that um, if they got, their shit put together to get to camp the outfitter was happy and now they're going to yeah. take a guy out that just spent twenty thousand bucks on a hunt and everything should work out fine oh, man. yep absolutely 
That's why you use RBO. <laughs> so well. So any anyway, that's funny. I am laughing. <laughs> that visual is just classic, right? It's classic. I see a meme. The, the, I can see a meme coming. The goofy noofy smoking his. I can just see him smoking a cigarette with his head yeah, kind of cocked. Let her get over. And then chasing the smoke down with a bush light what and kind of coughing a little bit and going, you know what? It would have been more efficient. It would have been more efficient if he had had one of those hats that you could have had two beers in and just had the had the little hose right to your mouth. And, and no teeth. And no teeth. And the dentist sitting here going, what is wrong with this picture? Maybe everything's right with this picture. <laughs> it was still it was still a fun hunt um, right it was that hunt that was like really yeah that's not what you were expecting on the flight not what i expected <laughs> right no. on the flight home <laughs> you had to chuckle to i've had a few of those too actually i just had one um and so uh, i totally get it man i totally get it so things that you have left you have the polar bear left yes i do um, you have, you've shot your, uh, mountain lion, right? I've shot my mountain lion. Yes. You need a Columbia blacktail. Columbia blacktail. And you, Sitka. you have your Sitkas on the way. It, yeah, it was, and, and I hate to be ignorant here and expose my own ignorance, but, um, you know what? Everybody doesn't need to know everything. Um, so I'll ask somebody who does know everything. The Columbia blacktail is, are those Northern California blacktails, Columbia blacktails? Yeah. Okay. So, hey, what I called you about yesterday and when I told yes. you I had that, I'll put that on that list too that Brad and I will put together because that same, that same gentleman that's an Argali Club member this year will be able to help you get that taken care of, my friend. Awesome. Good <laughs> man. Happy, happy birthday, Brian. And you, the, you, you need a Roosevelt elk yet and a Thule. No, I, I've shot a Roosevelt. Oh, you have? Wow. Yes. Yes, I okay. saw, shot that in Southern Oregon. Did, did you get rained on at all? <laughs> Every day. <laughs> I know. Every single That's day. That's why they're so low. Okay, and you're missing one caribou. I am. I am. So, yes, I'm officially missing two, but one is off the list. Well, the Quebec, the Quebec you're going to have to replace with a wolf. With a wolf, yes. Yep. You just – Weeks ago, I learned that from you. So yes, I'm, I have uh, the Quebec Labrador. Not to make I know. Again, but I, I was like, Brian has the one you can't freaking get. I anymore. have that mother. I know. <laughs> I I put oh, your name God. on the list when I was going through. A, okay, so what yeah. do you need? Because we can get that one done fairly soon. Yeah, so I need the uh, barren ground caribou. I'm going yeah. with Brad. Will go with. We'll get that booked in the Perfect. next two years, and we'll let's, go. Let's do it. Let's do let's it. Do Seriously, it. that will be an so epic trip. How many you got then? How many? He's got twenty. Twenty. You need uh, you need a Shiras. Uh, did you get your Shiras? I shot me. I'm, I have my moose slam. I shot my. You shot, got Shiras. your Shiras, um, and you need your muskox, but that's coming. Yep. Um, you should have done that with us. That would have been so, fun too. So you need your desert. You need your uh, rocky. I need me, my Rocky and my desert. And then, and we'll get those. Um, and then, um, can we, as American citizens, kill the Atlantic walrus? No, not since like 19, uh, 1970. I know we can't bring it back. Or 80. So no, we can't, we can't, can't hunt it. You can't even, no, it's off the list. How it's, about the Pacific walrus? No, 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 no. They're, no, no, no. You don't know, you know, no, get to shoot no walrus. <laughs> oh, that sucks because I'm shooting no walrus. <laughs> no, that's bad. Wolf, no, that bad. That bad. bad oh, boy. so you can jail, substitute. Brother. Okay, the wolf you can substitute for the Quebec Labrador caribou. So and what I'm, else? I'm super do you have your you have your mountain goat, don't you? Didn't you get that up? I, 
You got that on yeah. your on your stone sheep. Yeah, you that was. Uh, yeah. Tell us about your stone sheep hunt. I want to hear about that. I, I've heard it before, but our audience deserves to hear this story. Um. Okay. So the whole hunt, I'll kind of uh, kind of. Okay. So I, I I did a lot of this on a budget. Um, I didn't know anything. I was green, but I had a buddy who um, has shot his super slam on sheep. Um, kind of. He was my mentor. He started Is that Mike? Getting... Yes, Mike. Yep. Yep. And he got me started in 2000 applying for points. And and so he's helped me along the way. And so he told me about the Sheep Show and the Grand Slam Club. And, well, so what I did is is I would get the catalog before the show, and then I would mark and I what hunts I would want to possibly go on. And – there was a hunt, there was a multi-species hunt in Northern BC and five species. And so I went, JC and I went out purposely to Las Vegas and it was a Thursday afternoon auction. So you guys know, as well as I do, the sheep guys are sheep guys. They don't want to deal with moose and, right. you know, you, they don't want to deal with other species. So yeah, you don't want to go I, by, you don't want to go to looking for a mule deer hunt at, this expo <laughs> no they're not no. they're not the economy by there so i went to this thursday afternoon auction um where like the in the evening there would be 1500 people well the thursday afternoon auction um there was about 15 people in the whole room and so they started auctioning off that um, northern bc hunt and nobody's bidding on it and i knew i wanted it so i got that hunt for six thousand dollars Wow. And, and that was with a great outfitter. That was with an excellent outfitter. Yep. That did Hold not on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say 6000 yeah. bucks? $6,000. Bleep, edit that, edit that shit out so we don't have to get in any trouble, <laughs> so, you know, for uh, embellishing the prices and, and fleecing, fleecing, fleecing these hunters. So the story, the story even gets worse because he goes and has a phenomenal hunt, and he called yes. me. And it, it was uh, there, you know, the economy was soft. The economy was really soft. When was this? When was this? It was. It was when it was. Uh, it, you know, two thousand eight, nine. Yeah. So six thousand bucks. You roll into town. You fly into camp. He treated you the same as if you paid sixty thousand for it. They they could not get enough um, sheep hunters, stone sheep hunters. Um, so they they were having to get Canadian residents to fill their right. quota. So Shay, so yeah, Shay called so, me the next year because it was the same deal. They couldn't, same deal. they couldn't beg, borrow, and steal them. Five species, right. ten grand. And yes. I called and I taught, and that was before I'd gotten into guided hunts and outfitted hunts, and I, and I just couldn't wrap my head around it. Well, that's too bad you didn't know me. I would have wrapped my head around it. I've been doing this since I was twenty-one <laughs> years old. I was traveling off for guided hunts. Okay, so so yeah. you get on a horse ride out. What's the first animal you see? Uh, on that hunt? Yeah. Okay, okay. So so it goes like this. We fly in on the bush plane. Uh uh the the bush plane. Um Northern BC just absolutely there was freaking animals. Oh, man. For, for everybody <laughs> listening, you probably just want to shut this uh, mute the volume right now because you don't even want to hear this because it'll never yeah, happen to you. You're all gonna you're all gonna hate me after this. <laughs> um and it was pure luck, it was no skill. But anyway, we, we fly in and I, and I just get off the point. I I touched my feet on the ground my guide looked at me and goes got a goat tag and i'm like yeah i got a goat tag 
He goes, get your stuff, let's go. I said, well, don't we have to wait six hours or whatever? And he goes, it'll take that long to hike. And so got my stuff. We hiked, killed a goat that night. Um, 200 yards, goat was sleeping, great goat. First day, come back down. Um, So then I, so I, so in between this time, I had negotiated a stone sheep tag. Again, they couldn't fill their quota. So I got this stone sheep tag for little or nothing. And it was only on a, on a trophy, on a kill basis, trophy kill basis. Right. If I killed one, I, if I didn't, I don't. I'm like, perfect. So shot the mountain goat on the first day. Went on the third day, I shot my stone sheep. Of course right. they filled that, though, because they're sitting there going, we know where there's a stone. We can't fill our quota. The trophy basis on this is our year. We need to do a cash grab on this. We're taking your ass up where we know there's stones. They find one. You shoot it. Yes. So what what happened was there was epic, a two, epic. two drainers is over. There was a a female hunter who only wanted a book ram, and she passed up a stone sheep that was just under book. And so they called our guide. Oh, boy. There's this stone sheep. So we went over there on the third day and killed it. So you killed a giant on top of it. You killed a giant stone sheep on top. We need a few um, pictures so of this for this podcast. See, <laughs> McGowan's been holding talk. out. He's not on the Argali Club anymore, back, uh, <laughs> by the way. After the, anyway, go six ahead. Six-hour stock. It was great. Shot the sheep. Got back at 3 in the morning. Horseback hunt. Awesome. And then next day, that was a, a camp day. That was the fourth day, um, whatever. So fifth day, and there, there's elk. I mean, there's elk walking by the camp, and and so uh, my guide really wanted to wanted me to kill an elk. And I, you know, I've I've killed elk, and and I said, sure, absolutely, man. This is this is great. So that morning went out in the first half hour. Called up a bull at ten yards. Shoot him with my rifle. <laughs> shot, my, shot my elk on the on the fifth day. Got him all taken care of. Took back to camp. Went out on the sixth day. So now by this time, my guide and I were just laughing because everything we couldn't do anything wrong, and it was just we were just you know it was a great hunt. We we're we we're pretty much done. Just having fun talking about the hunt, and he goes, and we we're we took a big horse ride, and he goes, uh, you know I I better act like a guide and actually do a moose call because that's what we're no doing. and we're eating sandwiches and we're it's, it's new and we both have sandwiches in our mouth and we're just laughing and so darcy lets out a moose call well a bull answers he, and he glunks goes, at you right away he's like did you effing hear that i'm like yeah i heard that and, and so he called again so 200 yards steps out this beautiful Canadian moose sandwich in my mouth. I put my sandwich down. He goes, do you want to kill it? And I said, yes, I want to kill it. And so I killed my moose. So that was four animals in seven days. My God. <laughs> could not, we could not do anything wrong. Uh, who does that? So yeah. Well, that answers the last so question. I talked to the which one was the most amazing story of all? Right. Gonna, that was my last that. of the four. No. That, that was pretty amazing. So I, so I was talking with your outfitter, and he goes, yes. "No, no, no. Don't plan on that. Just don't. 
don't. That's not normal because usually, you know, it's two days to get your animal out. Once you, you know, I mean, just. So Shay, it's I a, don't. It's a it's an animal and a half average, and Shay's just it, Shay's every other day whacking something. Is filling up little panniers. Hey, and it was just complete luck. It I, was fun as heck, though. You know what? Every, I don't. I don't know if it was. It, it was pure luck in the fact that you planned, you prepared, you bought the hunt when nobody else was buying the hunts. You went in there when nobody else was, and you were willing. I tell people all the time: if you if you can get in as good a physical shape as possible and explain your limits to the outfitter, number one, so then he knows how to hunt you. Number two, you can get your shooting ability as good as possible. So when he puts you on animals, you can react to the game in its own environment and make the shot. That That's the second big one, okay? Locate the animal, identify it, do it. And the third one is, are you willing to put yourself in that place and be willing to just go with the flow and be happy? And I found out right. the more happy you are and the more willing you are with outfitters, the more good things come to you. That's, that, Shea could have shot him with a thirty-two special behind the back. He could have shot him with 30, a bow, it at 30 like yards all. with his bull moose. He could have done the Pope part of his Pope he, he could have done it like uh, John Wayne on the horse in True Grit, right? <laughs> Just spinning it around, one sandwich in one hand, rolling the old lever action. <laughs> oh, my God. 30-30 lever action iron sights. <laughs> Okay. He just needed a cigarette and a beer. <laughs> exactly, a bush light and, and a Marlboro. <laughs> so, so real quick, uh, I didn't hear, and I was writing some things down. Did you have you killed a grizzly? Yes, I have killed. I have killed a grizzly. And I'm, I know I'm you've two killed animals a brown bear. short from you. What what else are you missing? Um. So I am missing the polar bear. Yep. The two sheep. The blacktail, the sick deer, the barren ground caribou. Tule okay. elk. Tule elk. Um, We're going to go else? get that barren ground done. The three of Where's us are going to go up there and have an epic freaking hunt. And you know what? We'll be we'll be the first animal, first one he gets. I'll take that one. Boom. We're going to celebrate like a mother. <laughs> um, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Um, yeah. So did you do a 20th uh, kind of a celebration for your 20th? Yeah, you booked number twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I booked number twenty one. Just kidding, JC. Just kidding. She's a very supportive wife. Um, I yeah. couldn't do it without her. She's amazing. So I do have a like maybe a dumb question. Why do they do a super ten, a super Not a super twenty, and a super twenty five, and then it's twenty nine? So this makes no difference because you would think they'd do a ten twenty, and you're only one short of thirty. So why wouldn't they just do the twenty nine then? Is there? I mean, who came up with that arbitrary number of twenty five? Okay, so, so the the thinking with like the super ten is you know you can do one of each animal and get a taste for it. A, a lot of guys will. Right. will only get to that super 10, right. which is I mean, that, that's absolutely amazing. Phenomenal. Right. Ab just, it's a huge accomplishment. And they get to 25. Well, then, okay, you got you got your polar bear. You got your desert sheep. You got the, the high end animals that, you know, potentially could cost a lot of money. So they stop it at 25. So a lot of guys will only get to 25 um, and then they go to 29. So that that's the reasoning behind that is a lot of guys get stuck at twenty five, and that's that's the only that's that's as far as they're going to get, um, because their 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 means, 
And I'm not saying that disrespectfully, but they can't go beyond that. Well, yeah, some of the stuff's getting really expensive now. Really expensive. And, and oh my so gosh, polar bear, you can't even bring it back. You know, I mean, there's right. You there's can't. Some... Nope. You can't. All exp- yeah, you just get a replica. So, yeah, I mean, there's just there's some barriers. There are some yeah. Twenty five is twenty five is a big accomplishment, quite frankly. I mean, now you're looking at ten is a big accomplishment. Honestly, totally. ten is a big. Well, I mean, like the caribou. I mean, the five yep. five species of caribou. Let you know. Let's. Just, I, yep. I feel like we hunt more than most, and I just got my ten. Well, it's it's, it's crazy because I was counting. <laughs> I was counting mine up. I was like, I bet I'm close to twenty. Well, I got no caribou because I did, I was like, they're not an elk. Why right, would I? So shoot, you don't have. Why would 10? I shoot a caribou when I can <laughs> shoot an elk? Right. So it that, made no sense to me. So I got I got zero of the five there. I get hammered there. I I don't have the polar bear. Obviously, I don't have. You know, two of the deer, well, so, three of the deer. I wonder if I could dig up a picture of my um, caribou. This has me, this has me intrigued, Doctor Shane McGowan. This has me tr- intrigued. Yeah. So, um, but you know, like the wolf, you know, they're 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 adding a wolf, and it's not like a wolf is super easy to get. You know, especially right, if you live right, in Pennsylvania, right. right? It's not like you're living in Paradise Valley. Now that one I can attest to. I've been on more wilderness hunts than most people will probably right. ever get the chance to be on. I feel very blessed to even right. utter those words. I have yet to have a. Oh, actually, that's not true. I had a. a that one wouldn't have counted. I had one. Why wouldn't that count? It's not a North American wolf. You can't shoot a. You can't shoot a wolf in a I've, Soviet block country. I've never had a North shot opportunity at a wolf in North America. All the damn hunts I've done, I've never. And and like that would be like the top thing. Like if there was a doll sheep and a wolf, I'd be like, I'm killing the wolf. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I ha- I had an opportunity, an easy opportunity. Yeah, well, you and I didn't have, have a license. You couldn't have taken that either. So anyway. nah. So um, you guys wouldn't let me shoot the one in Tajikistan. I, no, I was ready to back you up. I was like, I was disappointed because I was like, ooh. I had to beg the outfitter. Like, so I paid for the hunt, and I really would like to shoot that. No, we're mm-hmm. not shooting those today. I'm like, <laughs> is there kind of a strategy that you use when you get to this point? You know, you get to well, 20. Well, Ashay, yeah. obviously Brad and I are like, <laughs> we're, we're bringing up the short bus here. <laughs> Go ahead, Shay. What's your strategy at this point? You know, like like Brad said, um, it wasn't an elk, right? So I, I, I shot some bulls, and then I got off that elk train, and I shot that caribou in the Northwest Territories, and then – my thinking became very intentional. I started planning for that next animal that, that, and I was just marking them off. Um, you know, this is what I want to hunt next. This is, this is what I want to hunt after that. And so you've been very disciplined with it. I've been very disciplined with it. I mean, I I mean, you would say diligent in his approach. Yeah, Because I'm like, Hey, Shay, you should come with us and do this. And he's like, Oh, I want to do that. You know, this, that's not on my 29. Cause we've done some cool stuff that weren't on the 29 that you bow out. So, so so his, his focus Mm -hmm. has, has, has steered him instead of going and deviating and going, okay, yeah, Brian and Brad, I'll go with you on that. It's been, yeah, that's going to be amazing someday, but right now I got this because I have a goal and this is my focus and this is what's driving me. Yeah, exactly. And now, that's and now pretty there's, cool. That's there's actually an, – there's, there's an element to checking boxes too. Now like your, your caribou that you shot, your newfie, uh, you know, I mean that – I'm guessing that wouldn't have been one that you'd have – 
I mean, all but things, the adventure. But yeah. but but the, I, I don't want I don't want to interject here, uh, or or speak over you. But which I do all the time. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, I'm sitting here digesting what he's saying, and I've talked to other guys. Um, Matt Getz has got a gentleman that is that we've worked with and helped that's super focused on his 29th. And I ask him, and he goes, listen, I want a representation. Okay, of course I want big, bigger the better. Right. But I'm there for a representation because my trophy's in the experience. Well, you're not going to buy a stone sheep hunt now because that's your last animal, and, and you see a 152-inch stone sheep, and you say, no, I'm, shooting, I'm not well, shooting it. But that, that's right. his thing. He goes, so my thing is I, I have two trophies that's more important than the size of the horns. And this is what he told me. I thought it was very powerful. He said, I have the trophy of the experience. I want to go experience hunting mule deer, white tail, black tail. That's, that's a, the biggest trophy I have is I want the experience of hunting all 29 of those. Okay. Yeah. The second experience is the adventure itself is unique to that species. And I want that. And then the third was the size of the animal. And so I found that profound, and now sitting here listening to Shay, knowing that this has been his focus. I mean, what? Uh, there's, there's, there's no question in my mind. There's only how many? Two hundred and two hundred and twenty. Two hundred twenty ever, ever in the world. Right? Ever, ever. It's like China. Congratulations, congratulations. And, and I would, I would attest to that. The the guy that you're talking about, yeah. I love. I love the, I love everything about, if I'm going to hunt a, um, you know, a barren ground caribou, I all, which I haven't, which I'm going to hunt with you guys, but I like to go into a hunt a couple days early to experience the culture. I want the journey. I want the experience. I want to connect with the people. So to me, it's, it's the, you're right. The animal is a third on the list. I want that experience. And that's that's what I love about the 29 is I've met some incredible people. I've I've become really good friends with them. I've met natives. We still talk. Um, And that's, to me, the most fulfilling uh, part of the 29 is where you get to go, who you get to meet and the experiences that you get to share with them. That to me, that's the coolest thing. Right. Well, that's an amazing accomplishment that you've gotten to where you're at on that list. Um, really cool. What What's your plan? There will be a day when you check that box for 29. What's your plan after that? Well, then I would like to go and shoot a Marco Polo like you guys if I'm able to <laughs> climb the mountain. <laughs> right. But I might not. Well, brother, yeah, let's I, get this shit done so we can go. <laughs> so, well, even like the Super 10 is a really neat accomplishment, you know. And I mean, a lot of people, you know, pretty soon you sh- you've shot a, an elk, you've shot a whitetail, you've shot a mule deer, you've shot an antelope. It doesn't take very long. And, hey, that, that makes sense. Let's go after that. And that really would give you a taste of yes. North American hunting. So I, I'm looking at what we're working on right now with our plan with you. So we got the Sitka, we got the Thule, the muskox you've gotten taken care of. Well, it's not done, done, but it's in the, I mean, you're going to go kill a muskox. Um, and um, the barren ground. So then that would leave the desert, the rocky, um, and. Uh, we're short one. Polar bear, Oh, black no, tail. the black tail. So the Sitka, so those, oh, I'm sorry. So literally your three biggest, um, 
uh, hurdles, if you will, which you're going to get over them, um, or obstacles from I'm just talking based on our conversation yesterday yes. and what yes, I absolutely. know that Brad and, and you and I have shared. Um, and maybe this isn't for this podcast, but you're going to have a polar bear, a desert, and a rocky that will be your big three in the next yes. really 22 months. And you'll have all the rest of them done. So yes. holy shit, Shay, you're going to have 26 of them done in the next 22 months. You'll have three left. Yes. Wow. And, and hopefully, I'm not getting my 29, but I'm fucking getting it through you, brother. I, I, so, <laughs> is there a is there a plan that you want to have the 29th be something? What's your 29th? Do you have a plan on order? Tell me, it's the polar bear or the desert? Just tell me one of See, those. See, I was thinking, what? I was thinking stone. stone. He's already, he's got, already his got his stone. Yeah, you've already got your stone. It, it, I yeah. I would I I would say my 29th would be my polar bear. Um, oh, yeah. I've always dreamed of that being my Fuck polar yeah. bear. I don't, I, it just seems like the pinnacle of it all. Yeah. Um, well, when we're on, Hey, when we're on our, a uh, barren ground, because I've got my name on the list for polar bear, when we're on our barren ground hunt, you're going to be with that guy. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to get that pulled off. And we, we will figure all this out because this would be epic. Brad and I will go film your ass, do this. And, uh, (laughs) dude, we would film your ass and then we will party like rock stars and I will bring some Camus and some Opus one for that. We'll drink like Opus one. We'll do something even crazier because the tents aren't dry up there. (laughs) <laughs> yes. and i would have i would have no, been we stood uh, in line to get alcohol at the only no, that's, what, I, that's <laughs> what i'm saying the, the tent in the uh no in uh oh yeah in the middle of nowhere in the middle of nowhere it's not a dry tent no we had we, i would have been right behind brad with my big horn um but then uh wyoming changed their structure because i i have i think i was one point less than you in well, wyoming and it's amazing um, what the difference and, one point does yep Yep. So because you're a point behind me but, on that, and but like, dude, you you should still draw that then though, because he's gonna. I I'll mean, also yeah, draw, he'll still draw it. Five just, years. Yeah, it, it's just yeah. now it's just persistence, and you just keep applying. Now, and same thing with my desert. There's I've no got, randoms, you know. Now you're no, basically not no. gonna have a random opportunity, which and we and we've had good luck drawing random tags before they changed it. Sure. Sure. Um. So what do you? So really? So you got a lot. Well, that. So then your desert, um, yeah, then you're going to get those if you got that many points. I have no chance at that. But uh, um, You've already got your desert, so quit, quit your moping. A guy could always want another one. Um, so uh, the Rocky, yeah. So the, Brad and I have talked about the Rocky. You know, I have, I have a lot of points and a lot of You'll states. Dry. You'll yeah, dry. that was kind yeah. of our strategy to let, let the let – that, that might be the one – that we kind of talked about that I'm I might just have to buck up and pay. The de- if, will if he draw the desert? Does I he have th- enough to draw? He's the got desert? a lot of, draw Yeah, you know he's got points for the desert. He could draw the desert. You could, I think you'll draw the. I think you'll draw a rocky. Quite frankly, yeah, you'll draw a rocky and I the mean, desert. Good and, for you. And then you get and then you're at you know you're hunting. I know you know this, but if he's got that many, and I know everybody's gonna be applying everywhere, but um, no, they don't have a tag. Are you shitting? No, me? not not with the, no. No, when they so when this, they went to ten, they had to get rid of the, those units. Those units are gone. Oh, fuck. 
Yeah. Excuse me. You bleep that. Yeah. Um, I think I've said F word twice, so bleep those. Okay, bleep. I'm I sorry. apologize. And my wife told I... me, my wife told you the other day that I should promise you that I wouldn't say it once. And so I, now I've. When he says I, it twice, that's a blessing because that's, <laughs> that's like 18 that you don't have to go through. Oh, you normally oh do, like right? he never says it. Um, <laughs> just He manages it better with other company. So anyway, um, all right. Well, that's exciting, Shay. Good for you. We're excited to help participate in this and, and, and live vicariously through you with some of this. What, what? I would say, go ahead. Go ahead. I always say that we're blessed more than we more than we deserve, and we're we're incredibly. Um, uh, it's special to be able to do what we do. It's funny and, that you and we say that. And we don't we don't take that for granted. That's that's the thing. So my buddy Brian, while we were in Tajikistan, because you yes. get to see different cultures and you get to see different lifestyles and you know i mean the christmas the christmas mass you hear about the shepherds yeah. right well, when you go to tajikistan you just see the shepherds three thousand two twenty three hundred years later or whatever it was two thousand years later right they're still doing same, same shepherds thing. same wow. people well not same people but the same lineage doing the same thing yeah. that they were doing two thousand yeah. years ago brian would i heard you say two or three times you know the biggest lottery that we ever won in our lives is being born, born in America. America. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. And uh, it's like when you look and you look across the river and yep. as neat as those fields were, I mean, the fields were manicured in Afghanistan, mm. but wow. that's a whole different lifestyle that well, I yeah, mean, we from won our the lottery. Being from our born perspective, yep. Amen. we, 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 we won we, the lottery. Now I think from them looking over here at the, there was a in Tajikistan, a, a Tajikistan with like a, it's a sh- the road is backed up for three miles. People are honking and fighting over each other, and they're just riding their mules. And they're just they're just walking behind the donkey, you know. They're like, wow, how lucky are we to be born where we're at? I guess it's perspective, right? Perspective. It is. Um, but our perspective is pretty accurate since there's 10 trillion people trying to get into America. Right. And, you know, and we were born here. So yeah. it does. We, we should anyway. We don't want to digress that much. But we could do a podcast on the blessings of our country and why people coming in should understand them, too. But anyway, that's a whole different genre for a whole different day. Shay, right now, sitting where you're sitting, um, I know you're a super humble man. And it's 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 like you are I mean, you're just such a kind um, guy with such a process thinking. And I I honestly cherish being able to talk to you and have you as a friend. And I'm, I'm it's probably the best thing that ever came to from Brad, you and Scott Palmer. So anyway, um, no, I'm teasing. Um, well, it, it is something good, but I'm teasing Brad. OK, my question is, is I don't want to ask you to brag. But right now, having killed 21 of North America's 29, okay, that, that's a hell of an accomplishment. When you sit in the duck blind, do you sit there and think about these 21 hunts? Or do you think, uh, about, the, do you think about the eight yeah. that are yet to come? I'm Okay, so just coming over break, I took two weeks off. I spent 10 days on the duck blind. So I had a lot of time to think. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so 
I think what he uh, thinks about is this is a heck of a leak in this waiter. I'm going to set these aside and make uh, sure yeah. Brad gets easy yeah, yeah. next time. I only, I, only, I only give Brad the leaky waiters. So okay. when you come, you'll have good waiters. Thank you. I appreciate that. You and I are going to be greatest friends ever. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm I know like it's going to be hard I'm very for you. Driven. Yep. Very driven. Um, I, yes, I do think about the hunts that I've done and I'm so appreciative and so humbled and, um, you know, my, my trophy room, I sit there and I can share with other people and it's fun and we can reminisce. Um, but I'm always looking, for, I'm always looking to better myself. So I'm, I'm looking forward to those next eight hunts. Right. Um, I, I do reminisce, but I'm always driven forward. Right. It's not, th- those are amazing. Yeah. And, and they've it's not made, a, it's, it's not a, it's not a arrogant, selfish going forward. It's, I just know what I want to do and Lord willing, you know, maybe I won't get to my 29, but Lord willing, I, I hope I do, you know, in God's grace, hope I do. Um, and it's just been a, such a fun journey, but I do look forward to those hunts coming up. So, I don't know if that answers your question or not. It totally does. And here's I want to let you know the origin and where that question comes from. We just got back from Tajikistan a few mo- weeks, a month ago, a month and a half ago. Yeah, a right? month ago. About, yeah. And so as we sit here, actually it was like more than that, but Five, anyway, yeah. it, it was October. As we sit here, th- this, this is the point, though, because it's so fresh in our mind. I asked the guys, I know right where I was, I said, what's next, guys? Because for the two days, and, and I killed an amazing Ibex, and, and I harvested an animal and took one of God's critters, and I don't want to be d- dismissing of it. But that that Marco Polo was such a trophy for me, and it was such an accomplishment, and it was such a pinnacle that I asked those guys, so what's next? And it has taken me almost three months to figure out what's next in my life as far as from hunting goes. And that's never happened before. I was always like, let's go, man, Uh, on to the next. And it was such an adventure, and it checked so many boxes, and it filled up such a big part of the bucket that someone like you that's killed 21, I had to ask that question to because I have a plan now, and I have a pretty uh, um, specific strategy that I want to achieve and where I want to go, but it's been altered by that one species. That, that, that ram changed my life and my perspective on what I want to go do with my hunting career and the days I have left on the mountain and in the wilderness. So sure. it's interesting to hear you say that. So it's wired you to get the last eight. It has, but, but ever since – um, you know, I've seen your pictures. I've talked to you guys. Um, Marco Polo has intrigued me. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't mess with your mind. animal has intrigued me like that. Yeah, the Marco um, Polo but messes I don't, with your mind. Um, I'm going to try not to let it deviate me. If, 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 if I'm not saying that selfishly, but. Um, well, you know what? You can get to the same road by going right and then coming back and then taking another left. And you'll still get to the same spot. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? The good news. Here's how I know my, this is how I know my pulse is whatever I'm watching on YouTube, whatever hunt, that's the one I want to do next. 
And, and, so, and so what do you want? Because that's me too. So what? I, my wife's like, are you kidding well, me, Brian? Lot, ever since you guys got back, I've been watching Marco Polo. <laughs> so ever since I've got back, I can't leave Marco Polo and Ibex hunting alone on the YouTube. <laughs> and my wife's like, when she we share a YouTube channel, and she's like, oh, my God gosh your categories are just filled with this stuff and i'm like a new one dropped uh, 11 hours ago i got an alert on my phone so i can't wait it's till tonight funny because when we were in tajikistan <laughs> yeah and you were like what's next mine was i know right where i'm going next oh uh, yeah well mine wasn't because i didn't you know didn't, you didn't uh, I no was... i didn't know because and I, I so no i have a pretty um so i have a pretty uh yeah because i didn't know if i was gonna go right or left and i I was standing at the pit. I never thought I'd have that. Does right. that make sense? No, 100%. And I'm sitting there with those 17-inch bases in my hands going, right. are you shitting me? Right. I mean, God made this critter 11 years ago. Right. Right. It, yours. I, I sat there so humbled when we took those pictures. I and I was like, we walked up on the first Marco Polo. I was so emotional. You know that. I was like... I was out of my mind. I didn't even think. And then I got pissed off because we didn't get the right pictures. Um, but, uh, um, <laughs> uh, it, yes, it messed with me. Totally messed with me. And now I'm up about it. So, well, no. I know I, I know I won't deviate. Yeah, you need to go get this done, brother. I do. I do. But um, the Marco Polo, I mean, that, that – Well, that, good news that, is, Shay – To me, that's the top of everything. Shay, we're going to go back, brother, and we'll do it together. And uh, um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the good news is is we got a plan. Brad and I are going to get you that email over because I think with these last things, it would be really good. And uh, we want to help. You're, you're, you're an unbelievable human being. I'm not going to close this. Brad can close it. But I just want to tell you it's been a pleasure of mine getting to know you. The vicarious relationships that happen through quality friendships are amazing. And I, you know, you're one of those um, bonus bonuses. Uh, um, Brad and I have known each other now going on 20 years. It'll be 18 years this summer. Uh, I met Brad and we've traveled the world together. Right. And um, for a partnership to last as long as Brad and I have a friendship, and neither one of us literally have ever stabbed each other. You know what I'm saying? Now, I've punched him a few times because he, he needed it. Um, <laughs> but but other than that, you know, it's been it's been. He's fun. got some violent tendencies, but I try to I try to, <laughs> I try to be the recipient so other people don't have to take. But Shay can appreciate that because he knows what it's like to um, Brad as a friend. Well, it's so, pretty yeah. crazy, Shay, because we were now your that place on Plum Creek that was what yes nineteen yes. what would that have been nineteen ninety four that we were chasing turkeys yeah nineteen ninety three four yep ninety three ninety four. And yes. uh, and now you're hunting the world and, uh, all over and doing crazy stuff. Yep. And uh, not hunting on Plum Creek right now, but I bet you do a little bit of that too, don't you? Yes. Yeah. That that absolutely. It, and I'm right. I love that adventure hunting. And and you know what I want to say to you guys is is you know Brad and Brian, I appreciate you guys as people as hunters, as RBO, you guys have broadened my horizons. You have challenged me to, to stretch beyond what I ever thought I could be stretched. And that that's kudos to you guys, because you guys, you know, you, you think forward and I love that. Um, being part of the, our galley club when I brought my 300 short mag. You know, and 300, I have to 300 Winchester shit your pants magnum. 
Yeah, and I left with I left with Brian's gun, so that changed my life. Um, so you guys are really I, I, you what you guys do is phenomenal. You guys are humble. You guys are cutting edge. So thank you so much for what you guys have brought to the industry. It's 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 unlike anything other, and I appreciate it. We appreciate you. We do need to do – you owe us one more podcast. Not that you owe us nothing. But we do need to do a podcast in the next couple of weeks at the beginning of this year on that damn elk tag because we need that story to the world front to back because you killed the largest – was it a 5 by 6 No, it was a true five-point. Like with 53-inch beams, stupid, giant, big pig thing. And uh, um, you killed that with uh, archery. You you killed that with the Pope part of your Pope and Gunner. Um, so, Pope and Gunner, yeah. <laughs> and so we yeah. do need to do a podcast on that. Just so all the listeners know, we will have Shay. But Shay, would you commit to doing a podcast with us on that? Absolutely, on? I would. You bet. Only if you would have me. Okay, well, we will have you. That would be amazing. I'll tell you a funny story real quick about – so our friend Scott, he he uh, did an archery hunt this year too, big time. It was his 60th yeah. birthday present, right? So he he ended up with a great tag, and we used to archery hell hunt every year together, right? Well, he goes, hey Brad, you remember my old bow? He goes, well, I still got that bow. I haven't drawn it for 16 years or whatever. So I threw it in my truck and I went down and I handed it to the bowyer and I said, yeah, as soon as I leave, would you restring this for me? But I don't I don't want you to draw it until. <laughs> Leave, I'm blow up. Hopefully, He's, the guy sold him a new bow. He got a new bow. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> funny. The same thing. That that's funny. Doctor Palmer makes me laugh because I, I love how Brad just qualified that he got himself a 60th birthday present. Mm-hmm. He also, since I've known him, has bought himself a 56th birthday present, a 57th birthday present, a 58th birthday <laughs> present, a, a 59th birthday <laughs> present, and a 60th birthday <laughs> present. And well, Scott yeah, Palmer will be listening to this, hey, running on his treadmill, making <laughs> sure he's at nine percent <laughs> body fat. Don't, <laughs> Don't. Shelly might be listening oh. to this. He never buys himself a birthday present, Shelly. No. Never. Never. never oh, that ever. that's uh, right. He won those he won those hunts. He's a good that's he not. he wins raffle yeah. tickets. I can't believe those hunts were free. I, I <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being on, Shay. Uh Shay, it was good talking to you and congratulations. Uh well, that's you. that's thank quite an accomplishment. Yes, yes. Again, I'm blessed more than I deserve. So I appreciate you guys. Well, thank you so much, and congratulations again. As, as Brad said, I want to echo those comments. Hey, if you're listening to this and you want to know how you to get started down this road, you know what? I found out a long time ago you eat an elephant one bite at a time, even though I've never eaten an elephant, but I have had some very, pretty long journeys. And any one of these guys, uh, Shay or Brad or Bleep, would tell you um, from any journey in life, and specifically, you look at a sheep hunt, it is one step at a time. And the minute you don't think you can... Then it's usually just, straight up. <laughs> you, right? And you don't think you can, you're, you're, you're standing on the next uh, mountain. So if, you would, uh, if, if you've listened to this and something's intrigued you, go over to rollingbones.com. That's rollingbones.com. And check out our membership. We have one uh, uh, for all levels fiscally. And uh, one of the things we're most proud of is we have built a relationship um, that we've had over the last 10 to 12 years with some of these outfitters. And we have about 50 outfitters that are qualified, what we call a help plan. 
hunt expedition layaway plan, and it'll help you get on your next adventure. And, uh, um, you know, uh, we have um, great, great minds and doctors like Dr. Shay McGowan, um, uh, DDS, that that has his own practice, it's changed people's lives. He, he told you he had to do this on a budget because he had to, you know, um, pay for his practice, do all that stuff, raise a family, and it's, it's not a slam dunk, you know. I, I, I look at... Um, uh, um, you know, uh, Pat Stewart, you know, uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a great advisor of ours, um, been a surgeon his whole life. And, uh, he, you know, when he called us up one day and said, I love what you're doing for the average person, the ordinary person to be able to get them on a hunt. But anyway, go over, check us out. We want to help you get on a health plan, hunt expedition, layaway plan. Get started one species at a time, one animal at a time, one trip at a time. Let's see if we can't help you get on your next adventure. Until next time, be safe, stay healthy, and happy hunting.